It's time for the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Uh, breaking out everything districts one and two week in, week out here in the state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey and I'm joined now by the guy who had his own special section roped off at Lapway High School last night. This guy, he gets everybody to do everything for him. It's Ryan Scaggs. <laughs> I wish that was true, <laughs> but no, that I got. Yeah, hats off to Lapway. That was that was such an awesome environment last night, and a ton of fun. And um, yeah, the hospitality there for us was great. They were super pumped about us coming and doing a game, and uh, yeah, they and the kids showed up. Man, that was an awesome game. It was a great game last night. Yeah, so this is obviously the lead story of what we're going to talk about. Boys basketball last night, Lakeside at Lapway, two high-octane offenses, two really good premier 1A D1 boys basketball programs in the state. Uh, Lapway has won the last couple of state championships, but don't forget it was Lakeside that was on the hot run before that. I mean, between Lakeside and Lapway, they've won, what, the last six? 1A D1 championship, something like that. Well, Lakeside, yeah, they were at 1A D2 before they came up, and they won their last title in 2020. Vander Brown was the point guard mm-hmm. on that team um, that won it that year. And then Genesis Prep won it a couple years before that, but they were in the mix every year um, between them and Genesis Prep. They, I mean, they had – I think one year they had like four losses and didn't make it to state because there was only one bid from the north. <laughs> Genesis Prep stole it. Yep. Like, yeah, those those programs have pedigree. And uh, last night, man, like what a what a game. I mean, Lakeside came out, Lapway came out like initially, I mean, shooting pretty well. And uh, Elias Yearout was on a tear in the first half. Um, Vander Brown found himself in foul trouble with about three minutes left in the first quarter. He had three fouls and spent the entire second quarter on the bench and Lakeside took the lead. (laughs) That was like, I'm sitting there with Greg Frisbee, who was on the call with me last night. And we were like kind of dumbfounded. I'm like, this wasn't supposed to be happening. We thought it was going to be a blowout with, with Vander Brown out of the game. And Brutus Sijon just came out and like took over for Lakeside. It was, they had four players and double figures, and Vander Brown was not one of them. Um, that was the type of game that they had as a team last night. Just, just a very well balanced uh, effort. And defensively, they played really well against Case Wynott in the first half. I was kind of saying, I'm like, man, Case really hasn't done much tonight. He had 26 points in the game, um, which he was 10 shy of his average on the season. So, I mean, when you, you're doing that, I mean, you're doing okay. But um, Terrell Ellenwood Jones came out and just took over the game in the second half. I mean, he hit five threes in the second half, finished with 35 points in the game. Um, just the dude was on fire, couldn't miss. And, you know, Elias, you're out. I think he only scored like one bucket in the second half. He had, 17 at halftime um but just it was just such a good back and forth game you know lakeside and lapway traded leads about three times in the second quarter lapway went into half i think with like a six point lead um but yeah it was it was a really really entertaining game but very hard played and james two teeth coach Tutti did a great job with his his lineup um with vander brown getting in foul trouble they were still able to compete and it was good to see, I think, for that team because Vander's the only senior on that lineup. That team's going to be pretty good, and they got a freshman in Tyson Charlie. That kid's the truth. That kid is going to be so good. Um, and he played really well last night. He had the responsibility of, of guarding uh, Case Why Not most of the night, and they did a box and one on him, 
and it worked out fairly well, but that's how you're out and, and Ellenwood Jones were able to, you know, kind of get going beyond the arc, but it was like, if they're going to beat us, it's going to have to be probably the hard way shooting three pointers. And that's what happened. Yeah. So I was able to, so this was a game that we had last night on North Idaho game night and uh, Ryan, you were on the call for it. Uh, I, <laughs> I did. So we had three games last night. We had your game Lakeside Lapway. We had a really good girls basketball game on East Idaho game night, Skyline and Blackfoot, right? That's a rematch. That's a big rivalry, yes. Yes, semifinal where Skyline famously upset undefeated Blackfoot. Uh, and then we had the third game, and that was that was the game I was at. It was a non-conference boys game. It was Malad at Grace Lutheran. Um, I thought that was going to be uh, a good game. It ended up kind of being one-sided. And so long story short, running clock, I got out of there and like, an hour. It was like it was, it was over quick, uh, which meant that I got to come home and pretty much tune into the, to the second half. So I was pretty excited. I caught. I came on right as you guys were talking at halftime about uh, you know uh, why not held the ten points in the first half that like never happens and you know what's going to happen and you're right. He kind of very quietly accumulated twenty six points, but um, really impressive. Yeah, Terrell Ellenwood Jones was the story of the game. I mean, in the first half, he had, I think he had 11 at halftime, and then he just went off in the second half. I mean, like we said, finishing with 35 points. Um, but I mean, he was shooting from the logo, man. Like that kid, he'd dribble across half court, maybe take four or five steps, and he'd jack up a three and just hit nothing but the bottom of the net. His range is, is pretty outstanding for a high school point guard. Um, you know, but the other thing too, like I was super impressed with just the ability from Lakeside to to not have to rely so much on Vander Brown, and you know they really showed their moxie. Like they played tough, and with four players and double digit double figures, you know, on a, on that lineup was something that I don't think coming in that game you would say like, hey, Vander Brown's going to play twelve minutes in this ball game, and you're going to you know be within single digits of Lapway in the last you know minute and a half of the game, and that's what exactly what it was. And, you know, I, I told Greg, I was like, I'm, I'm calling it right now. This could be the state semifinal or championship game, depending on how, how seeding shakes out the, very well that, that we will see this game again. Like that, that was a very impressive effort by both teams. And uh, I was super impressed. Obviously Lapway, we know is good and what they can do, but with what Lakeside was able to do and standing toe to toe with the Wildcats, uh, the Knights, they, they showed, they showed up last night too. Yeah, and of course the tournaments are now seeded based on Max Prep's rankings. Um, I, I, to me, it still isn't a good practice or good exercise right now to look at the Max Prep's rankings. A because there's a lot of missing data. There's a lot of sports that are missing on Max Preps, but also B we're still kind of in that early part of the season. There was postponements and stuff too earlier yeah. in the year, and you know they only had four games under their belt. I think right. coming into this one did Lakeside, and they've got some pretty telling games coming up. I mean they're going to play. Orfino, I think this week um, they're playing Logos. They've got a game against them. I mean, so there's some games still to play for for the Knights that they can, you know, winnable games. Orfino's coming in undefeated. I mean, that's a team yeah. that nobody's really talking about. Um, so it'll be interesting to see like how things shake out with the rankings and very well could see Lakeside still. I mean, their two losses is the number one team and a team that's just outside of the top five at two A. Yeah, it's it's really impressive. And so, yeah, you mentioned Orofino real quick. I want to mention we're, we're doing something new in the new year on IdahoSports.com. We're doing a top 25 girls and boys basketball rankings. And this is not 
it's all based on our power rankings. It's, sure. It's what, it's what the computers. Which I was looking at today. Yes. It's, and I it's probably what, deviate because we brought, we're bringing back the, yeah, my, my personal power rankings, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're, yeah, we're going to get to those in a second. So, so whereas, um, you know, just a standard top 25 ranking is subjective and I use my eye test and I base upon how teams did the computers look at just the data. And so, yeah. you know, I got a lot of flack from Lapway fans. Uh, when I published our first top 25 list yesterday, Lapway was, I think, 10th. Um, and they've moved up to seventh since the win last night. I'm still in the works of publishing the, the new top 25, but this is going to be a daily ranking. Um, I basically just wanted to uh, spotlight. Hey, here are the 25, you know, some of the 25 best teams that are playing and on any nightly, you know, basis, did they win? Did they lose? How much did that affect their stock? That's kind of what I wanted to do. And so, and, and, spend time and basically highlight one game or one team every day, every weekday on idahosports.com. So yeah, I get it. Lapway probably if we're using the eye test, right? Top three, you know, Lake yeah, City. But would you rather, I mean, as a Lapway fan, like this is where I would be the voice of reality is like, would you rather see 106 to 34 win? Or would you rather watch that game we saw last night, the 89, 76 back and forth, like playing quality, good teams week in and week out. Like, you know, they got good quality games last week at the Avista tournament, so you can't complain too much. But yes. And so I will say part of our power ranking formula takes into account margin of victory. There's no cap on it. So initially, yes, Lapway has been in a lot of tight games this year against very good teams, and that's still helping them, right? They're in the top 10. But some of the other schools ahead of them, like, for example, an Orofino right? Orofino is ranked now uh, 10th, but they were ahead of Lapway yesterday. They're 5-0. and They've had some blowout wins, and so that that also weighs. But as the season goes along, that sort of stuff will even out, I I believe, and we'll see Lapway yeah. near the top where they belong. But anyways, well, I'm going to get, get flack from Maniac fans when I release mine. So <laughs> Yes, so, so I just wanted to give a shout out to Orofino because they are ranked 10th. In our most current, uh, you know, top twenty-five yeah. power rankings. I'm looking at opponents right now. I mean, that's what I'm looking at. It's like, who are you playing? Yes. And you know, you look at your schedule, and sometimes I know North Idaho gets shaky with like you take what you can get kind of at times. But you're a two A school, and you're scheduling like one A D two opponents pretty regularly. Um, you know, there's there's going to be like some give and take there. They're going to have a good meat of their schedule. They're playing some quality opponents. Orfino is. They got Lakeside coming up. They're playing Clarkston, Washington. Um, they're going to, you know, so they'll be tested coming up down the stretch. They're going to have their games of St. Mary's and Grangeville and Kellogg and Priest River as well. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out for the Maniacs. They can make a run and they'll, they're going to have my attention. I mean, I'm looking at them, but early on there's, there's some, I still have question marks there. Right. So uh, let's do it without further ado. It's, it's back and better than ever for 2023, <laughs> baby. It's the North Idaho nine. We need we need Paul to do a graphic and a, a voiceover for it for us too, like a little fanfare yeah. for this one, <laughs> right? The North Idaho Nine. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the rankings nobody asked for. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This is Ryan Skaggs's personal uh, top nine rankings each week: boys and girls basketball in North Idaho. Okay, so here is the debut list. I'm going to put it up on the screen. It's going to roll across the bottom like we're on Sports Center. And then you just talk about the list. But here is your initial North Idaho 9 for boys basketball. Shocker. Number one, Lake City. Um, I don't think anybody saw that coming. 
except for everybody else. Um, they're on a roll. They're on a tear. That's a team of destiny, destiny in my opinion. I don't know if – I mean, I look at their schedule. Coeur d'Alene could give them a few fits, but I think that that lineup is just so dynamic. It's going to be tough to touch them. Lapway at two. Sorry, Wildcat fans. I love your team, but I don't love them more than Lake City. There's, I mean, it's just not going to happen. I wouldn't put you on the same court. I think it's a great game for a half. Colton Mitchell, in my opinion, would take that game over. Um, CDA at three. I like the Vikings a lot. Uh, their lineup week in and week out, they're so multiple. Their bench plays very, very well. They're unselfish. They're gonna, they can get 20-point nights out of a number of kids on their lineup. Um, you know, and the, they, they can stretch the floor with a lot of guards. So I think their guard play is so good that, you know, I don't know if we've seen their best game from them yet either. And that's the scary part about that Viking team. Uh, I've got Bonners Ferry at four, quietly undefeated. Um, had a couple good wins under their belt. That Badgers team, much like the football teams, kind of just like setting their nose to the grindstone and just quietly chipping away at their opponents they've got coming through. But I like their lineup. I really do like, um, you know, some of the kids they've got on the field. The Williams kids are great. So, um, number five, I got the Bengals. I still think that they've got some of their better games in front of them. They did get a tough loss to Lapway last week. They bounced back, um, beating Clarkston. You know, there's there's a lot to be said about that that team. I think that you know they're going to mature. I think there's some still some growing pains with with the experience and learning. You know, the new coach and kind of figuring out how that all meshes together. Um, but I think. You know, they're going to be better for it later in the year. Six, I've got Kamii. Um, the Cubs are a team I look at that they are – It's they're kind of interesting. They're like a bunch of post players out there. Um, it's the, they got the probably one of the bigger lineups. Um, if you look at, you know, average height throughout the team, they're they're pretty big. Pretty big. They don't really have a true point guard, but uh, they play just very soundly on the defensive end. They like to slow the game down but they're taking care of business. Um, seven, I got a tie with St. Mary's and Lakeside because they've split between each other. I don't know. There's one A and one B there with, with them. Um, you know, setting those two teams apart, St. Mary's could still make a run to the state. Orfino's going to try to have a say in that, obviously, as Kellogg will too. I think that that league is very competitive this year. Uh, num number nine, I got Kendrick. I like the Tigers. I like the athleticism. I just like they'd like to win, and it's very evident how they play. Um, it's not always going to be pretty, but they're always going to give a great effort. They're a bunch of athletes. They can run around the court, and, you know, they'll play well, and, they, and they're well coached too. And then out, just sitting outside of there, I would have Orfino sitting on the outside looking in just because I'm not sure about them yet. Um, there's They're undefeated, but there's a caveat with it, um, like who have you played, where have you played, that type of stuff. You know, I look at Lapway last night. That was their first home game this year. So that tells you what that team has had to do to get their games. They've been on the road the entire season until last night. Um, so, you know, they, that comes into play with who you're playing, but not only that, but where are you playing? And, you know, so that's my my top nine for this week. It'll probably change because there's some games coming up tonight and tomorrow and Saturday that will definitely have a say in what's going on. That's the great thing about hoop season. You want to hear a different story? Just hang around for another day. I mean, there's so many games and so many wild results that, yeah, it usually uh, <laughs> changes on a whim, right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a there's a stretch there. Like like I said with Orfino, like they could pick up three nice wins right back to back. I mean, they're going to have Logos, Kendrick, and um, Lakeside coming up in the next week. 
like they get all three of those games. I mean, that's going to be, you know, obviously a two way school playing that schedule, but you kind of got to take what you can get. And, uh, but there's some good teams in there. So that's going to tell you what kind of program they've got. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So um, let's take a look now at your North Idaho nine for girls basketball. Man, I could have had a three-way tie at first. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's the North Idaho nine girls. You know why I have Coeur d'Alene at one? Well, I'm curious because we just released the new coaches poll today as well. And Coeur d'Alene had leapfrogged Lake City. Yeah. Uh, last week, CDA was two. Lake City was one. This week, they're flip-flopped. So, yeah, please enlighten me. Um, That reason, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pick somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, at least you're honest. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, like, I, I have them in Lake City. Post Falls, I still see is, you know, while they're undefeated, I, I can't really knock them too much. But I'd look at, like, the reason I put Coeur d'Alene at one, though, is, like, I looked at who they lost to. And they lost to a team in Folsom. My aunt was the coach there back in like the late eighties um, at Folsom high school. So little nugget of information I found. Yeah. yeah the, for me, cool. like, I'm like, Oh, that's a good win. Like that's a good historical program in California. Like a lot of good athletes have come out of that program. Um, and it was a close game. And I mean, so you look at like kind of who you're playing. Well, you know, Coeur d'Alene was at one ter- well-known tournament. Lake city was at another and they, you know, Coeur d'Alene had to play Matter Day as well. And that's another, you know, who's who program as well for girls basketball. So, you know, both those losses, I mean, I look at those and I'm like, okay, like I, I can see Coeur d'Alene probably getting the edge there, but Lake City in their own right, they took a couple losses at the the Nike invite, the tournament champions down there and in Phoenix. And, you know, those were good teams they lost to. And then you look at Post Falls and who they played. I wouldn't say they were on the same level as, as you know, some of the other teams that they played in their tournament at the Gisa Invitational over there in Wenatchee, but they're still undefeated and they're still a program that's very much to be reckoned with. And I think we'll know a lot in the next two weeks out of these three teams, you know, kind of who, who organizes the pecking order. But um, I look at it going to districts and it could be a coin flip like last year. It really could. Yeah, and that is just uh, crazy to wrap my head around for the second consecutive year. How nuts that is all going to be. Um, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I want to oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Well, I, I wanted to give Post Falls some love. I feel like you know, there's nobody has beaten the drum for those girls. I mean, they, I mean, we we talk about them on the on the prep cast, and you know, Brock, you know, if we Brock, start tooting their horn, they're going to start losing. I mean, like that's how it works, right? <laughs> if we start like drumming somebody up, they get a weird loss. Like, so I got to keep quiet if I want post falls to keep winning. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know our colleague and uh, the post falls girls basketball coach Brian Hall. You know, he says, "Yeah, we're not, you're not talking about us enough." But, <laughs> but they're good. We could, they're really we, freaking good. Like, I don't know could, what else I could say. Yeah, we could, we could spend the whole show. We could spend thirty minutes talking about them, and Brian would still be like, "Yeah, I don't know if you got." We're gonna get to the point where like the difference between Coeur d'Alene, Lake City, and Post Falls is gonna be like their student managers. Like that's what's gonna be the difference between the three teams. Like. Who drinks Gatorade at what point in the game? And like, like that's okay. That's that's who gets the edge. Like, come on. <laughs> Speaking of that, I don't mean to dovetail off, but we did we did this the last show we did with Santa themed movies. But uh, did you see? Speaking of managers, did you see what what happened to Texas A and M? Their their men's basketball team. They were playing Florida earlier this week. Did you hear about? I did this? not. I did not hear about this. They show up to the arena to play Florida, and they're on the road. 
and the student managers forgot to bring the team's uniforms from the hotel. So they had to like, this is like the highest level of division one basketball. This is the sec. So they had to like take the bus back to the hotel, get the jerseys. The game got delayed by like 15 to 20 minutes and Texas A&M was assessed a technical foul for delaying the game. And so Florida gets to shoot free throws right out of the gate. Now Texas A&M won. And so, but, but man, those Could you imagine managers. if that game came down to like a one point game at the end and Florida won? <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't be the managers anymore. <laughs> like pulling a Thurman Thomas. I don't know if you know about that story, but no. The Super Bowl against the one of the Super Bowls against the Cowboys, oh. Thurman Thomas forgot his helmet. Yeah, yeah he, he lost his helmet for a play or two. Yeah. yeah, he lost at the beginning of the game. He couldn't find his helmet anywhere, so he couldn't get in the game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. My my wife was the uh, was a student manager for the Montana State University women's basketball team for a season, and she uh, she did not like it. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's a lot of stress. I had kids that I had coached in football that were managers at WSU. They were on the equipment staff, and well, they treat the kids really good. They, like one of them now works for the Seahawks, but. Um, it sets you up for later in life, but yeah, what you have to go through is, is crazy, but we're kind of dovetailing or taking a rabbit trail. Yeah. Sorry. From Anyways. the rankings, we'll go number four Lapway. Um, I mean, they, they're doing all they can do. I mean, let's just put it that way, but I think those three teams in front of them are just, I think a, a little echelon better five. I've got Sandpoint. I said that at the beginning of the year and I stand on it and I picked them to come out of the league. I think Sandpoint's got a year that they can make a, a bit of noise and they're in the rankings in the state. I mean, they're in the top five. So I think they're at number four, or number five this week in the coaches poll. Uh, six, I've got Kendrick. Seven, I've got Prairie. The reason I've got Kendrick ahead of Prairie, Kendrick beat him in the head to head so far. And then they can prove me wrong tonight because I think they play each other at 730 this evening. Um, so things can change, right? Uh, eight, Kamii is quietly, you know, just kind of lurking there in the in the White Pine League, having a great season. And uh, number nine, I've got Deary. Yeah, Deary undefeated still. Uh, you know, they haven't played a ton of games yet, but yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, a couple of things basketball-wise, and then we can move on to wrestling. Uh, just a couple of notes, things I noticed. Uh, the Avista tournament, right? Lapway, boys and girls win the team titles. Yep. I, I thought it was so great on the girls' side, especially, that you've got Lewiston and Moscow and Clarkston and – and or uh, Pendleton, Oregon, and all these big teams. And what yeah. does the girls' championship come down to? Lapway and Prairie. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, and like I mean, it's just the the quality. Like I said, that White Pine League can probably compete at any level. With you take the starting five of most of those teams, they're going to play the starting five of most of the other ones. And you know, it shows up. Like we talked about it last night in the broadcast. You know, those those kids are playing on select teams, and you're playing on select team in the summer you're playing against the big dogs, like, especially on the boys side, you've got, you know, case who's on the same team as Liam Campbell. And like that, I mean, it's the who's who of, of, of high school basketball, you know, Vander yeah. Brown would be starting on any team in the state of Idaho. Like I have no doubt in my mind about that. I mean, foul trouble or not, but yeah, I mean, Terrell Elwood Jones, I'd take him as point guard over, you know, most other guys in the state with a few exceptions. So that's just the, the quality of basketball, those lower levels, I think the playing field's so dang dung. It's just right there. I mean, it's going to go to bench play, I think, is your dividing factor at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I, I wanted to give a shout out there to, to Prairie and Lapway. And then also, I was so bummed. We were all set for, uh, I, and by the way, I did an article about this how Idaho 
has pretty much just like cleaned up against all of their out-of-state opponents. It's on the homepage at idahosports.com. Um, Idaho has won 64% of their games, girls and boys, against out-of-state opponents this year. The only state where they've played, you know, like there's been some one-offs, like, you know, Lake City played that team from North Carolina and like yeah. Coeur d'Alene played a team from Florida. But besides the one-offs of, of, of states that we've played like 10-plus games against, Utah is the only state where Idaho has a sub-500 record. So like Washington, Oregon, we're beating the crap out of those states. And I love to see it. So that's why I so want we're gonna to shake our fist at the southeastern Idaho teams for choking against Utah because they're the <laughs> only ones getting games against them. <laughs> yeah, East Idaho. Come on. Carry calling you out on the North Idaho prep cast. Yeah, shots fired. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll get East Idaho real right. Sean, yeah, Sean will end up sliding into my Twitter DMs like <laughs> He'll be like, now, wait a minute. Century's girls uh, went to the Tarkanian Classic and won their bracket, which they did. So congratulations yeah. there. Um, okay, so, so, did, so did the North Idaho team last year. So so right. what? <laughs> so, <laughs> we are. We're going to spark this we rivalry. Did it, we did it first, right? <laughs> That's right. I love it. Uh, okay, so um, I wanted to talk about uh, speaking about a state opponents, and you should give that article a read. It, is, uh, it was good. I read it, yeah. I went yeah. through that. That was very informational. And a lot of time on your hands. I'm. I don't know how you came up with the time to do that, but that was mathematically, I'm sure, not easy. No, and I'm a guy that doesn't enjoy math, so that was not fun. But it was. Uh, it's fun to see it now that it's finished. <laughs> but uh, we were expanding our our reach as Idaho. We were going to play the two the two states that aren't connected, not part of the continental forty eight. Right, Sandpoint went over to the Punahoua Invitational in Honolulu. Went two and two. Um, and, and really were in, you know, those two losses, they, they were right in it. So, um, Sandpoint, I thought had a good showing, but I was so bummed Sitka, Alaska was supposed to fly down and play Clearwater Valley, Deary. And, uh, I think it was Hendrick. Yes. Um, the, the email I got from our good friend, Alan Hutchins, the athletic director at Clearwater Valley said, yeah, we heard from Sitka. They're trapped in an airport somewhere, and they're not yeah. going to be able to make it. Yeah, they so, couldn't get it connecting with that freezing yeah. rain that came through. It pretty much put the clamps on anything, especially if they were flying Alaska, because Seattle was the hub and it was locked down. And yeah, yeah. there was that sucks. I was I was so bummed we didn't get to see those games happen because it would have been a cool thing to talk about. But um, there's always next year, I suppose. Yeah, maybe they'll travel to Alaska next year. Oh, how cool would that be? Send us a uh, Paul at, again, the editor at idahosports.com for uh, any advertising that you want to have that go and have us cover those games. Have yeah. fishing pole will travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go. That's our podcast title. That fishing pole will travel. Um, okay. So let's get into wrestling now before we wrap up. This is a big weekend. Obviously the Raleigh lane invite uh, at the Idaho center in Nampa. Uh, this is, I'll tell you, we did our Matt Chat prep cast on, on Tuesday night, our wrestling-only <clears throat> podcast that we do on IdahoSports.com. A lot of Post Falls fans on there saying, hey, this is the time. Watch out for the Trojans. We're going to come down and, I think, open some eyes a little bit. And I'm inclined to agree. Absolutely. I, You know, that was one thing. I did a couple of Post Falls basketball games last week. Um, you know, and you look at the you look at the banners hanging in the gym. And there's like one blaring thing that like stands out. And that is, yeah, I know I get it. The Southern Idaho teams sometimes get a lot of kids to it each week because they get more bids and whatnot. But Sandpoint brings the toolbox and it's usually full of hammers and they're showing up on the mat 
And uh, I think that they're going to do a little talking. I think this weekend at, at Raleigh Lane, and show their I mean show show their stuff. They're they're a really really solid team. They're going to make some noise. I mean, they may not get twenty six guys into the state tournament. They might bring seventeen or eighteen, but what they're bringing, they're all quality kids. So you know, and I look at the upper weights right now. Like you look at Gentry Smith and and Trevor Miller, they're you know wrestling as good as anybody in the state right now. Uh, at the upper weights. And so I think that Trevor can really, especially make some noise this weekend. He obviously signed his letter of intent for football at the university of Idaho, but you look at those two, those two dudes and they're just, they're on a different level right now. Tyson Barnhart's been wrestling super well at the lower weights. Um, obviously Ryder has been doing great for post falls. So there's going to be some noise. I mean, I look at like Hoyt Haas from Lewiston, you know, if they're going to go down there, they're going to the gut check over in Western right. Washington you know, he's going to make some noise. There's some really quality kids you get from like Ording and some of those schools over there on the West side. That's, that's going to be a quality tournament for the Bengals as well. And I think that you could see a few of them bringing home some hardware from that tournament. Yeah. Lewiston and Moscow are headed, to, are headed over to the gut check uh, in Kent, Washington. Um, Kent, Kent's right outside of Seattle, right? Yeah. Just South. It's South King County. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and, and this is a tournament. We brought this up on the Matt chat prep cast earlier this week. Um, Two years ago, Blair Academy went all the way over there to compete. So that tells you, and they're in yeah. New Jersey. Uh, so that tells you the the caliber of tournament this is going to be. Um, yeah, you're going to get like Lake Stevens, Ording. I mean, Olympic, the South Kitsap. There's a bunch of programs over there that are just really, really solid um, that'll be there. And yeah, and I think that they're, they're going to have guys that are going to compete. I mean, especially like you look at Hoyt and, and, and Storm at heavyweight. You know, he had a great showing at, at Tri-State finishing in the top four. So there's going to be, you know, some dudes that are going to, I think, do fare pretty well over there on the west side of Washington this weekend. Yeah, and, and Moscow will be there competing. Uh, we did want to give a shout-out to Skyla Zimmerman, the great standout wrestler from Moscow. Uh, signed her. Yeah. yeah, signed her official letter of intent yesterday, uh, Southern Oregon. She's gonna that's go a right. great women's program. I mean, that's a, a – top one of the top echelon women's programs in NAIA and so that's a huge deal for her and and getting an opportunity to wrestle at the next level for a great team and a great program like that's going to be that's big that's big time like for her to to get that accomplishment coming out of Moscow and uh, and a great showing for for girls wrestling in the state of Idaho I mean you got her and then you look at Alyssa Randles and I mean there's a number of girls that are going to wrestle at the next level from the state of Idaho especially from North Idaho I mean there's that's that's great. I mean, it's great for the sport. It's just growing it. Girls wrestling is the fastest growing sport in the state of Idaho right now. And, you know, Skyla is probably a big reason part of that. I mean, some of that success. So that's just an awesome deal for the Bears and, and for Skyla and her family. Yes. Uh, big shout out to, to Skyla Zimmerman. And then uh, before we get out of here, Ryan, there was one more shout out I wanted to give. Uh, this is a late shout out. Uh but all of our fans up in Bonner's Ferry, and and I really feel like that's an audience we've grown a little bit this year. We've got a lot of Bonner's Ferry. Fans Except they don't have a Twitter page, so I can never tag them on anything. But yeah, I, I know tag news, I tag the newspaper. Yeah, so so this kind of flew under the radar, um, and I it wasn't really on my radar until I was just kind of you know scrolling around and checking things over the holiday break. But uh, December fifteenth against Rogers Washington, um, Bonner's Ferry played Rogers. And in that game, it was a pretty cool accomplishment. Uh, Braden Blackmore crossed the 1,000-point barrier for his career. 
So this is something that didn't get a lot of pub, and I wanted to make sure that Braden Blackmore and those Bonners Ferry boys are still playing really well. Yeah, um, absolutely. As evidenced, as evidenced by where they're ranked in your North Idaho 9. But um, scoring a 1,000 points in a career, tremendous accomplishment. Congratulations to Braden Blackmore. Yeah, hats off. I mean, and that, you know, I'm sure he's going to give a lot of, he's a pretty humble kid. He's going to give a lot of attribution to his teammates too and his coaches for helping him get there. But that's a, a great accomplishment for him and in, in, in a, you know, a school that, Bonner's Ferry, you know, where it's situated with the league and stuff, it's like you, you're going to get a lot of, you know, Spokane schools that are looking for extra games or you're going to get Montana schools or, you know, so you're just playing who you can and he's getting his points. He's doing it. He's getting getting it done. And uh, I know him and his teammates would love to make a run at state this year. I know that they would love to bring some hardware home um, and finish with a, you know, get get to the third day. Get, I mean, I think that's the big deal for them this year is, is getting to that third day of the state tournament and uh, coming home with a trophy would be a big, big plus for that team because they've they've been playing really quality basketball and they've got a lot more left in them. And I look at their schedule ahead of them. There's some big games ahead, um, but I, I really like how that Badgers team is just built and they just like to be around each other. You can see the camaraderie with that team. And so, yeah, the thousand point. For Braden, that's that's an awesome job and a huge accomplishment. And congratulations to him and his his teammates. Yeah, it's really uh, awesome to see. So, all right, well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the North Idaho Prep Cast. Off and running here in the year twenty twenty three. Yeah, uh, I believe I got uh, post falls in Lewiston tomorrow night. Girls and boys basketball. So yes, uh, we are off and running with North Idaho yes. game night. We did we did the little three game series between post falls and all those teams from East Idaho. Um, <clears throat> I had a really good game against Bishop Kelly. Uh, the first game, um, BK put up a three as time expired. It bounced like five different times and went in, but then they waved it off. It was too late. Uh, that so Eagle post- game that I had was great game. That Eagle post falls game came down to the last 30 seconds. The Eagle took yeah. the lead under a minute left in the game. So yeah, yeah no. post falls and- for what they've got. They're competitive. They compete. They play hard. Just there's there's some some bumps in the road there I think with that lineup but it'll be interesting to see how they go I'd love I'm I'm anxious to see the girls play against Lewiston on Friday night yes and it was one last note uh, talking to Mike McLean the uh, longtime boys basketball coach at Post Falls uh, before that Bishop Kelly game uh, last week uh, I was talking to him and and he was like uh, you know I'm I'm at the point in my career now where I don't worry about the the wins and losses and and the max preps and all that stuff. He said, basically, I just want our team to get better and, and yeah. be playing our best basketball at districts because in a four team district, I mean, anything can happen. Crazy things happen all the time, um, which is true. And then he also said something that I thought was pretty interesting. He said, you know, for, for a good seven or eight year stretch, we, we were the top dog, right? We, yep. we were the team that was going to state and everybody was trying to knock out every year. He said, I'll tell you what, it's kind of nice being the hunter instead of the hunted. So, sure. There's a yeah. little bit more, uh, yeah, of Las Vegas in him, I think, now with just being able to go out and play with house money. And his kids play hard for him. They yes. really do. I, I mean, yeah. they're a fun group to watch. Their results don't always go their way, but you're not going to you're not going to slide them for effort. And I look at who's sitting next to him on the bench, Coach McLean on the bench, his assistant coach. I don't know if you realized who was sitting next to him or not, Mm-mm. but that was Jason Ulrich, who was Lewiston's coach. Oh. He's now his assistant coach sitting on the bench next to him. So. That's uh, pretty cool. I think he's, he's got a good staff around him, and the kids respond. I mean, the kids play super hard, so you can't slight, slight them for effort or anything else. It's just uh, sometimes the games just don't turn out your way, and that's where they're at record-wise, but they're, they play really hard. They really do. 
yeah, it's it's really fun to watch them play, and we'll we'll have plenty of post falls games for you throughout the year. Uh, North Idaho game night back up and running. If you want to see our broadcast schedule of games, just go to idahosports.com and click on the game streams tab across the top of the homepage, and you'll see not only for North Idaho but all the games we plan on broadcasting statewide. So, all right, have fun this weekend, Ryan. Should be a couple of good games. So, yeah, you as well. Enjoy your your call this weekend and. Uh... Maybe we'll get you up here sooner than later for uh, finally doing a game side by side. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, a legendary moment in sports broadcasting history when you and I get to do a game together. <laughs> the stars will align. Yes. It's gonna. It's gonna be great. So yeah. Anyways, uh, until then, thanks for tuning into the North Idaho Prepcast, everybody. We'll see you back here next week on Idaho. Happy sports. New Year. Yes. Happy New Year, 2023, off and running. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.